0: This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another very special episode of the TalkSport Daily, the second in a three-part series brought to you in partnership with GG Poker, the official sponsors of the World Series of Poker, which is coming to London for the very first time in 10 years from the 27th of July to the 13th of August. I'm Andy Goldstein, and today I'm joined in the studio by the genius that is the poker star Charlie Carroll and Tony Cascarino, ex-Chelsea Republic of Ireland striker and semi-professional poker player and presenter on TalkSport. And in a few minutes' time, we'll be speaking to former Chelsea left-back and poker enthusiast Wayne Bridge.
1: So how important is psychology in poker then, Charlie? So there's two different types of psychology. Do you mean of the player or do you mean when thinking of the person you're playing against? That's a great question. And I will now say both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in terms of when you're thinking of yourself, poker is, it's, I like to call it a very spiritual game. Because, and most people won't think of it when they think of gambling. But there are very few activities where you have to sit there for 12 hours at a time with only you and your thoughts with this constant feedback loop. And you have to be thinking, am I tilted? Am I angry? Am I getting frustrated? Am I getting overconfident? And you have to really deeply understand your emotions, your proclivities and the way that you think about the game. Otherwise, you're just going to set a bunch of money on fire. And so the psychology of yourself is constantly being shone onto you like a mirror when you're playing poker. The psychology of looking at other people, that, that is where I just love poker. I've never found another game in my history of playing so many different games that so finally gets you into the head of another person and you get you get in these fun things called leveling wars where it's like oh he thinks this well he thinks i think this well i think that he thinks that i think this <laughs> and you have to be on one level above you, you know, can't you, be on two levels You're starting above. to sound
0: like my wife now in an argument
1: This is you a word I said that easy <laughs> do, do
2: you know what Andy? Do you see what I'm up against?
0: Yeah an uh, uh, impossible ask is what you're up against. Exactly,
2: <laughs> and that's what you come across quite often in poker, that you come against players who are really testing you on every level. Not the two cards in front of you, of how you play a hand, how they affect you.
0: Well, so, so Charlie, let me ask you then. So, I, I obviously, I'm mean, heavily involved in football, mm-hmm. but other sports, but I know quite a lot of people involved with the game. And I know that sometimes, more so actually in a sport where it's just about one person, like golf or tennis or snooker. Mm -hmm. I I know for a fact that events that happen to that person off the table, off the golf course, off the tennis court can affect their mindset and how they play. How do you cope with that? If for argument's sake, you're going into a tournament and your dad's really ill or your wife's in labour but you don't know when she's going to, or you've got money problems, how do you deal with all of that? How do you leave that at the door and play your normal game?
1: Let's just say, coincidentally, I did my best back in my my earlier career when I wasn't travelling with my girlfriend. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You know we're going to leave this in now, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: it was my ex-girlfriend, so that's fine.
2: (laughs) I've got a story on that as well. I went to Las Vegas and played the World Series a number of years ago. I had ten days on my own and I agreed to meet my missus after the ten days of playing. I went on a great run. Yeah, The day she landed... I lost the next seven days consecutive, lost, blew all my stack. And it was nothing more than just like, is this a coincidence? Just how did this happen? You know, it was a weird experience of... Being in a place where you're so calm, I had a lot of time to think about what I was doing. I timed my schedule. I knew when I was going to get up at night. I was making sure I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning because I wanted to play against the the players that were at the end of the night because most of them were there were losing. So I, I tried to work out this whole discipline route and the day that she arrived, it all went wrong. Because I changed my routine, and and then obviously with that it just snowballed.
0: So, so, can you can you read that on someone else? I'm guessing body language comes into it a hell of a lot. Okay, have you studied that at all? Or? Yeah, a lot. You yeah. have, yeah. And, and can you can you find out? What, what mood someone's in when they get to a table, just by looking at how they sit, how they slump in their
1: chair, or how they play with their chips. There are many, many tells of like what kind of energy somebody's in, and it. So, some of this is subconscious. Some of it you can consciously, like, oh, okay, he's playing with his chips more aggressively, or he's sitting. He's sitting in front of him with, with two red bulls, you know, and and he's probably not got very good sleep. There, but there that is, could be a bluff, right? Generally, generally it, I think it's, you're thinking it's interesting. Too, I, oh, I, yeah, people oh, okay. tend not to go that deep into <laughs> it. Try it. Try it the, <laughs> the <laughs> tournament. All right? yeah. sure. Turn up with about a crate full of <laughs> See, Red Bulls. Yeah. It is it is actually a thing that sometimes people will dress in a way that they won't look like a professional poker player and they'll hold their cards in a kind of fishy way. And but actually they're a killer. And I've done I've done that a few times online. In fact, I've recently been playing on GG. And because I made a new account and it was anonymous. I could just pretend to be a recreational player. So all of these pros would sit around me like sharks, and then I would actually secretly be the bigger shark. What about intuition? How
0: much does that play a part? Go with your gut feeling. Does that come into it? Because judging by what you've told me over the last podcast and where we are in this one, that's probably the last thing you count on, right?
1: Actually, so in poker, it's one of the main things I've ever learned through poker is the duality between intellect and intuition. So the intellect is there to dissect and analyze, okay, there's this many combinations or there's this percentage that I'm gonna hit. You have to really feed your intuition with all of this data, these data. And then once the the, the data are in your mind, then you're suddenly doing what's called a multivariate analysis, which just means that there's loads and loads of different variables. He's bluffed that done, that time, he's bet this size, he's looking like that, he's, he's done that, the turn come out this side, uh, his r- heart rate's gone up at this speed. And then all you can do is rely on your intuition to take all of those ingredients and bake something good. And that's where intuition has to come in. That's where cultivating your intuition has to be really important. Like I meditate before I play all the time, because if, and I'm sure you know this for football, like when somebody's tuned into the game, like that, it, it looks like they're, they're performing art, right? And it's the same for poker like if And if you're out of tune, if you're out of flow, you're, you're not doing art. You're just making a mess.
2: When you're playing in a tournament, there's a whole stack of hands you can start with, right? It's a big graph of hands that you can possibly have. Once betting starts, that range shrinks of what somebody can have. Okay. And as the amounts get higher, the the, the, the blinds get bigger, and coming towards the end of a tournament, normally only certain hands are playing. In the final, if you go to the last two or three tables of a tournament, I found it's a little bit more predictable. But like we we've talked on previous podcasts with Charlie, the very best players will still try and test you because they they can come out of that graph that they're playing. They can go, well, he may be playing only the ace ten, ace shack ace queen, or pocket nines, pocket eights. Can you remake a move with them with absolutely nothing? And that's the the real test because. I, I always found by the betting, you could you could eliminate a lot of hands that they haven't got, which is pretty predictable, isn't it, that really, Charlie?
1: That's, a, that's exactly that's That's what range analysis is. Uh, and it, so, it sounds really fancy, but it's basically saying, here are all the cards that he can have, and because of his actions, I'm narrowing it down. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. That's the bare bones of poker. Right,
0: as promised, we can say hello now to former Chelsea and England left-back, Wayne Bridge, who joins us now.
3: Hello, Wayne, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, mate. Currently in Toronto at the moment.
0: Oh, OK. There's nothing to show off. Uh, we're stuck in London. But listen, we've got lots to talk to you about. And uh, I want to know, I suppose the obvious question is, how long have you been playing poker for, firstly, and how did you get into it?
3: Well, I've been playing for a while, but I wouldn't say I've played consistently. I probably started. Um, my old agent, Aaron Lincoln, um, he likes a bit of poker. And it just ended up him getting a load of friends round his house, really, sociably. And we ended up playing probably once a month. We had like a little tournament and then we'd have some bigger ones and he had like a little wall, uh, like a picture thing on the wall where if you ever won the tournament, your picture went up on the wall and there was trophies and everything. So it mainly started just playing amongst friends, to be honest.
2: So, Wayne, at the very start, you're playing with your friends and probably some teammates. Um, so did you progress and play online or did you play go to casinos to play and just try and improve your game?
3: Yeah, look, I haven't put the hours in that you should do for poke. I think it's like anything, you've definitely got to put the work in. And it's definitely not. It's not an easy game. It's definitely not as easy as what people think. I played in Vegas a few times, and I did. Play, I played online. I just haven't played probably as much as I'd want to play. That's mainly just to other hobbies and kids coming along and and stuff like that. But yeah, I always
0: like to get it in, get it in when I can. Is it true I don't know how true this is I'm hoping it is is it true that you've actually described your own style as kamikaze and and if so does that mean you're aggressive or just completely and utterly reckless
3: <laughs> Well, reckless sometimes works <laughs> i think the thing with it is I, i'm i don't class myself as a great i could i wouldn't class as a great poker player cuz i don't play enough and i think i probably class myself as more kamikaze when i play with my friends cuz once you get a few drinks in ya sometimes the actual proper poker player can go a bit out the window. So that, that name probably comes more from playing with my friends and having a few drinks and, Everyone gets a bit more reckless.
2: Well, it's quite funny, Wayne, because I I learnt very early on that the bluff is can be very uh, overrated um, because once players work you out, and know how reckless you can be. Boy, they're going to call you and they're going to come after you oh. because, and that's one of the dangers that if you're just too reckless, you know you're going to get yeah. your chips taken away.
3: Oh yeah, you come unstuck so so much. I think that the the big one that I won for the charity. Was probably the best poker I played, and that was down to patience. I think you've kind of not got to have too much of a big ego and just fold, fold at the right times, not chase a card. So, I think I've, I've I've always played my best poker when I've been
0: patient. Do you have any? Do you have any tells? Do you think? Or when you've been playing with other footballers, do they have any tells? Are you Are you looking maybe not Cass, but let's use Cass as the example. If Cass was in a game, would you be thinking, okay, I know when he gets down to maybe the last card? his nerves go all over the place and he, he can't bet properly. Do you have that with any of your pals? Oh, yeah, definitely
3: with some of my friends, you can tell. But I think when you go into a poker room, people who play a lot, I think they're very they're probably very hard to read. And I tend to just try and concentrate on my own game. And literally, it's, it's patience is a big thing for me. Just try and stay really patient. And not chase cards. So I think you know with with poker. I think you can get luck. You definitely definitely a little bit of luck in there, but it's all short term. You have definitely got to stay consistent. And like I said, I I don't play enough to read people, especially when you go into those games where you know the professional poker players. I think it is it is quite hard to read. And like I say, the more you play. It, you'll definitely get better at it and it's putting the hours in.
0: Wade, of course, we have been talking about the World Series of Poker and I know you're a big fan of it and I know you're playing in it as well.
3: Yeah, I'm playing in it thanks to uh, GG Poker. Like you said earlier, Like when you come out of professional football, you get these opportunities. So, you know, thankful to them and yeah, I'm really excited to play in it. I can't wait. Okay. Well, my
0: advice would be take some dark glasses, maybe a scarf and a hat, I think
1: so I we might, don't see yeah, any hat, of your
3: tails. Mask. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely me. Mask, glasses, hat.
0: Maybe ask if tape. you can play from inside a cupboard, so they can't even see you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I play played. Yeah, definitely. It's probably best for me, I think. Wayne, or maybe I should call you Kamikaze. Our five <laughs> our five minutes are up, and I'm hoping that you last a lot longer when you go into poker tournaments. But it's a, a real pleasure speaking to you. Thanks oh, so I much will for be. your time. All the best, Wayne. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot. For the first time in 10 years, the World Series of Poker returns to London in association with GG Poker. The World Series of Poker Super Circuit is in London from the 27th of July to the 13th of August and includes 15 gold World Series of Poker Circuit rings and a £7 million guaranteed prize pool. On top of that, you can qualify online for the £3,300 main event with a £3 million guaranteed prize pool exclusively at GG Poker. And just a final reminder from us that players must be 18. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details, play responsibly, and begambleaware.org. So Charlie, let me ask you, do you have a team around you like coaches or do you have people that you can rely on for advice? Do you have research on
1: opponents or is it just you turning up? Interestingly enough, I was one of the few people that did this without coaching. So I, I never had a coach. I never I never really studied in the same way that other people study. A lot of people, they look at like solvers, like artificial intelligence solvers. I, ne- I never did that. I played on just playing and talking to to friends and that that, that was it. And for me, the biggest part of it is having a community of people that you can analyze, talk through hands like, why did you do that? Could you have done better? Even though it went well, could you have made more money? And that that is is a really staple thing. Some people that have like a whole community that have a coach and he'll have a coach and there'll be other people. Um, Personally, I I, I prefer to just have have friends and people that are very finely tuned into the game. We know each other's strengths and weaknesses and we just test each other's wits. And, And do you do research? I'll ask both of you this, but I'll stay with you, Charlie. Do you do research on your opponents at all? I used to, so when I was playing full time, I had a database of all of my opponents, a list of all of their tells that I had on them, like what I might see them doing. And Because when you're playing the super high stakes, there's only a few dozen people that you're going to be playing against consistently. And then there'll be other people that come and go. But for, for those people, you, you really get to know everybody really well. And it's this constant levelling war. It's like this arms race of, okay, who can find the next piece of theory that's going to elevate their game? Who can be on the level above their opponents? Who can understand how they've adjusted and then readjust in the next tournament that you play? And what about you, Tone? Do you, do you know your opponents most times Mother, if you're going to casino? Well, of
2: course, or? because if you've been playing a game long enough and you play different tournaments and you're playing cash games, you, you, know, you meet up with people. And like Charlie, I take advice on sometimes how I played a hand and... You know, you, one of the greatest pleasures I have always got is if I'm playing against a friend and you outwit your friend because he knows your game. Do you see what I mean? That's it, no friend, type. Well, no, <laughs> but you can sometimes, they think, oh, he wouldn't do that. Would he, would he really do that? I, I've I always loved that side of it as well. But yes, of course I take advice uh, because you're learning all the time and especially as you get older, there's an influx of younger players that bring and evolve the game, a new dynamic, and that is really challenging. You know, I, like I said, at the very start, in the first podcast, we talked, like, uh, knowing, say, playing against Charlie when he was first in the game and to the Charlie that 10 years later has won $12 million. <laughs> it's like, it's quite funny. But then I know more, I know other players who have gone really through the levels really quickly because they're geniuses and what they do. And can play with many different types of opponents.
0: Mm. Uh, Last question to you, Charlie, right? I've got the worst memory in the world. Genuinely, it's horrific. I forget
1: what I go up the stairs for.
0: I mean, how important is a good memory when you play poker? It's so important.
1: You you don't have to remember specifics, but I mean, I look back at hands I played in my first year and I remember exactly how they went. Like, I I remember how the flop came out, the turn came out, the bet sizes, and the the concept that I took away and the lesson that I learned from that hand. So pattern recognition is one of the main things in poker. It's like, okay, I've seen this situation maybe seven or eight times online. The proclivity of my opponents has been to underbluff the situation when the ace comes on the river because of this reason, this reason. Extrapolate that and put it in a different scenario. So the pattern recognition of poker is so nuanced and complex, and that that is what separates a, a great player from a, a good one. Okay, I fold. <laughs> and I asked uh,
0: Charlie one last question on the first podcast so it's your turn to answer this last question Cass all Right? Yeah. what's the
2: best hand you've ever seen you ever seen a Royal Flush oh I've seen them yeah I've not had one in a tournament what's the best one you've had I've, well I've, I actually had one two days ago that's leading in the because there's a cash race and the highest hand gets it and I've got a Queen High Straight Flush and that's still leading as far as I know today. But it's two days left, so there's a nice price for that. What
0: gives you more satisfaction, that or scoring a goal?
2: Well, it depends what type of game. They're. I mean, if I'm going to get a hand and get in a straight flush in the World Series final or the GG poker final, I'm getting a straight flush and win the tournament, I'll take that over any goal. And, and that's the right answer as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that sadly is all we've got time for in this episode. A big thanks, of course, to Charlie Carroll, Tony Cascarino and Wayne Bridge. We'll be back with more poker tricks and tips for you. And we'll speak to another of the best poker players on the planet. Would you believe the American Jason Coon will be our guest in the next episode? So make sure you join me for that. This is all in partnership, of course, with our friends at GG Poker, the official sponsors of the World Series of Poker, which is coming to London for the very first time in 10 years from the 27th of July to the 13th of August, so get practicing.